Now large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and said to them, Whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even life itself, cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not first sit down and estimate the cost to see whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it will begin to ridicule him, saying, This fellow began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going out to wage war against another king, will not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to oppose the one who comes against him with 20,000? If he cannot, then, while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation and asks for the terms of peace. So therefore, none of you can become my disciple if you do not give up all your possessions. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our gospel lesson this morning is from the Gospel of Luke. In many ways, the Gospel of Luke emphasizes God's compassion for the less fortunate and those on the margins of society. Today's gospel points us towards the cost of discipleship and how we serve God. And all this leads us to today's gospel lesson that on the surface seems very harsh with regard to our normal way of thinking about discipleship. But Jesus says, whoever comes to me and does not hate their father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even life itself, cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. I remember that in youth group at Trinity Lutheran Church in Worcester, one day during Lent we built a wooden cross. Our group started out from Worcester and each one of us carried the cross for about a quarter of a mile. I remember that many cars honked their horns as they drove by us. We were then relieved by other Lutheran youth groups until we eventually ended up about 10 miles from our starting point. It was a learning experience about Jesus carrying the cross. I remember that experience vividly. But I also remember being so jealous because the Worcester Telegram and Gazette printed a picture of my friend carrying the cross instead of me. <laughs> it was not until about 20 years ago that I confessed my jealousy to him. But I believe that carrying that cross taught us something about what it means to be a good disciple. I still see that friend on a regular basis. And now that I've gotten over my jealousy, we have turned it into a good laugh. But I think that we both knew that carrying the cross is no laughing matter. It is the heavy burden of Jesus on his way to crucifixion and death on the cross. Again, if we listen to our gospel this morning, Jesus talks about giving up family and life itself 
as the only way to be his disciple. If I look at my own family, I would admit that I earnestly try to love all those that Jesus declares should be those that we hate. Looking out at the congregation today, I would also assume that most, if not all of you, would share my sense of attempting to love family in any way possible. And any way possible would include not only being present with them, but sharing resources of basic needs such as food, clothing, recreation, school costs, and in so many other ways. On the surface, all these needs such as food and clothing seem to draw our focus away from doing what Jesus wants us to do in today's gospel. Now, many of you may be familiar with Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Bonhoeffer was a Lutheran pastor teaching at Union Seminary in New York when the situation in his native Germany became treacherous under Adolf Hitler. Bonhoeffer could have stayed in the safety of his teaching position, but decided to return to Germany to participate in the struggle against the tyranny that was rampant a decision that eventually led to his execution by the Nazis. Now, one of my favorite books by Bonhoeffer is The Cost of Discipleship. I believe that in many ways this book interprets for us the command of Jesus when he says that we must give up family and everything else that exists in this world and follow me. Again, if we take this directive from Jesus literally, we would have a difficult time being present, let alone exist as a contributing member of society if we were to judge ourselves by the standards that we seem to live by. However, I believe that Bonhoeffer knew that the powers that get between the word of Christ and tyranny were as great then as they are now. Governments around the world, including our own, come between the powerful human forces of this world and the command of God each and every day. These forces are sometimes what we rationalize as dilemmas. Again, as I mentioned earlier, Bonhoeffer knew that he must participate in the struggle against the very powerful human forces in the form of Nazi Germany. Every commentary that I've ever read about Bonhoeffer's The Cost of Discipleship always seemed to focus on what being called to be a disciple of Jesus really means to us. They seem to ask, what is it that Jesus is calling us to do? And where will our responses lead us? And what will those responses demand? After his participation in those struggles in Germany, Bonhoeffer was imprisoned by the Nazis. But even while awaiting what would eventually lead to his execution, he ministered to other prisoners through faith-building and encouragement. Now, I'm well aware that we're not in Nazi Germany, and we are not in prison. So it brings us back to the question, how can we be good disciples what must we be willing to give up to follow Jesus' call? Now, I'm also aware that this church responds to the call of discipleship in so many ways. Food, visitations, caring, 
sponsorships of many forms, and the list goes on and on. However, the emblem of our discipleship is our faith in Jesus Christ and his call to us. And I believe that God calls each of us to discipleship. We respond in many different ways. And no form of discipleship is more superior than any other. I believe that a contemporary example of discipleship was Martin Luther King Jr. He was a clear example of someone who put himself between the tyranny of racial injustice and his response to being a disciple of Christ. And like Martin Luther King Jr., it is our faith in the saving grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that calls us to discipleship. And one very clear expression of our faith is that sign out in front of this church that reads, if you need help, call 508-829-4416. That sign indicates that our faith does not say you can have only this or you can have only that. But if you need help, call 829-4416. We are not restricting ourselves to already well-defined expressions of faith, such as food and clothing, but are willing to say to the world, if you need help of any kind, call 829-4416. That sign seems to answer the question that some of you have heard me utter. That question is, if you are walking around alone in your living room or some other place at two in the morning, crying, crying with no hope in sight, then if you need help, call 829-4416. Putting that sign out in front of this church is one important response to Jesus' call. On that sign, we are saying that we are trying to not be afraid to get our hands dirty in the helplessness of this world. Jesus was not afraid, and neither should we. Amen.